0: الله اكبر اشهد ان لا اله الا الله اشهد ان لا اله الا الله اشهد ان محمد رسول الله اشهد ان محمد رسول الله حي على الصلاه حي على الفلاح حي الفلاح الله اكبر الله اكبر
1: Alhamdulillah, <INE2> alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, n'ahmaduhu, wa nasta'inu'u, wa nasta'athfiru, wa nuhminu bihi, wa natawakkalu alayhi, wa na'udhu billahi min shuroori anfusina, wa min sayyi'ati a'amalina, man yahdihi allahu falamudillalah, wa man yudlilhu faladiyalah, wa nashhadu an la ilaha illallah, wa nashhadu anna sayyidana wa habibana, wa maulana muhammadan abduhu wa rasooluh, amma baad. Respected elders and dear brothers, a great tabiri, a saint and pious scholar, <Louisiana> <cl me,ophan- celebriger> Khalid ibn Ma'dan, rahimahullahu ta'ala, who one said, When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala opens up for you a door of opportunity, a window of khayr, of goodness, he says you should hurry towards that avenue, that door of good that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala opens up for you, he is there for you to maximize on the good and the benefit that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has kept in that opportunity. So he says when that opportunity arrives, do not delay, do not procrastinate, hurry towards that opportunity and make most of the good and derive as much benefit and good from that window of opportunity that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has opened up for you. Why? annahu la mata You do not know when. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will close the door of opportunity, opportunities come and go. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will open it up for you, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will also close that window of opportunity and the door of goodness. One such example is the day of Jumuah. The day of Jumuah is a weekly baagun khayr, is a weekly door of good that Allah opens up for us. And that's why Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had said that everything, on the day of Jumu'ah is very special. Ahabbu salawati Allah ta'ala. al-subh yom al Jumu'ati fi Jama'ah. Nabi said, Even the Fajr salah on the day of Jumu'ah, it is the most beloved salah in the sight of Allah compared to any other salah in the week. Why? It is the Fajr salah of the day of Jumu'ah. As long as it is prayed in the Masjid of Jama'ah, said the Prophet. The dua on the day of Jumu'ah is a special dua. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, مَا مِن عَبْدٍ يَدْعُوا اللَّهِ سُبْحَانَهُ وَتَعَلَىٰ يَوْمَ الْجُمْعَةِ وَهُوَ قَائِمٌ يُصَلِّي إِلَّا أَعْطَاهُ اللَّهُ إِيَّهِ There's a moment on the day of Jum'ah when you raise your hands and make dua to Allah, Allah will grant you whatever it is that you ask for why, it is the dua of the day of Jum'ah. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam spoke about more death on the day of Jum'ah. مَنْ مَاتَ al الْج اللَّهُ مِنْ فِتْنَةِ If you pass away on the night preceding the day of Jumu'ah or on the day of Jumu'ah itself, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will protect you and safeguard you from the trials of the Qabr. Nikah on the day of Jumu'ah. There is a Maliki scholar who wrote about nikah. Inshallah we will be witnessing a nikah here this afternoon. On the day of Jumu'ah. He says, وَيُسْتَحَبْ أَن تَكُونَ الْخِطْبَةِ وَالْعَقْدِ يَوْمَ الْجُمْعَةِ it is mustahab. it is recommended. It is something that Allah loves, that the proposal, not only the nikah, but the proposal should be on the day of Jumuah, And the nikah, the act of nikah, the contract of nikah should be concluded on the day of Jumuah. So this is a window of opportunity. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allows you to witness a day of Jumuah, it's a window of khayr that Allah has opened up for you. So you want to get your fajr salah in jama'ah in there. You want to get your surah kahf in there. You want to get your Salat ala Rasul in there. You want to get your dua in there. Why? Because the sun will set. And you do not know if you will experience and witness the next sunrise on the day of Jumu'ah. But everyone is fortunate to get a nikah in there. The Prophet even spoke about the charity on the day of Jumu'ah. Ibn Abbas said, Rasul encouraged us and exhorted us that give something in charity on the day of Jumu'ah. If you have a lot to give, give a lot. If you don't have a lot to give, give a little. But give something on the day of Jumu'ah. Imam Hassan al-Basri rahimahullah said that the sadaqah on the day of Jumu'ah is better than the charity that is given out on any other day. In the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has described different relationships that we as human beings have with others in our life. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has spoken about the relationship between a Nabi and his community. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has described and spoken about the relationship between a king and his subjects. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has described and spoken of the relationship between a parent and the child, the child and the parent, and so on and so forth. However, the most unique description that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given in the Quran is the description of the relationship between husband and wife. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has said, Allah says you, or they, the wives, are a garment for you. They are a libas for you. Libas is anything you put on, whatever you are wearing, whatever covers the body, it's known as a libas. So they are a libas, they are a garment for you, and you are a garment for them. Now this is known in Arabic, in the science of balagha, or Arabic rhetoric, It's known as Tashbih. Tashbih, a metaphorical analogy. Now, when you have a metaphorical analogy in any language, not only in the Arabic language, you have the compared and you have the compared to. You're comparing something to something else, or someone to someone else. So in any metaphorical analogy, you'll have the compared and the compared to. In this ayah Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Taala says, Hunna libas, they are garments. So Allah is comparing the wife to a garment. antum libas. You are a garment. Allah is comparing the husband to a garment. So you as the husband, you are the compared. And Allah is comparing you to the garment. The wife is the compared, the compared to is the garment. And this is known as tashbih Baligh, The most profound, the most profound form of a metaphorical analogy in the Arabic language. We know it as a direct metaphor. What's a direct metaphor? To cite an example, one is, for example, you say, Zaydun kalbahri. Zayd is like the ocean. Zaid is like the ocean. That's an indirect metaphor. But when you say Zaid is the ocean, Zaid is the ocean, that's a direct metaphor. In this ayah of the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not say, Hunna kallibas. They are like garments. Allah does not say, Antum kallibas. You are like garments. Allah says, they are garments, direct metaphor, the most profound metaphorical analogy that you can find. So when we have a, metaphoric, a metaphorical analogy, you have the compare and the compared to, we study the compared to, the primary element, and the main element that we study is the compared to. So for example, let's take the example that was cited earlier, Zaidun Bahru, Zaid is an ocean. Now, to understand exactly, why Zayd is compared to an ocean? We study the ocean. The compared to. That's the main element. When we study the ocean, what is the characteristic found in the ocean? We find that the ocean is generous. Generosity. The ocean is generous. It gives us fresh food, it gives us jewels, it gives us pearls. So, from this metaphor, what do we understand? That Zayd has reached the climate in generosity. Hence, Zayd is the ocean. Now, Allah has compared you to the Libas the garment. Allah has compared your wife to the libas, to the garment. So we need to study the libas. We need to study the libas. What are the characteristics that are found in the libas, in the garment, in the compared to? The very same characteristics that are found in the garment, those are the characteristics that should be found in me and as as a husband and that should be found in my wife. That is what we are to study. So let's look at the What are the characteristics that are found in the libas? And that will teach us the characteristics that we need to develop as spouses. When we look and study the physical libas that we put on and that we wear, Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala Himself in the Qur'an has listed certain characteristics that the libas has. The first characteristic, well both, there are two characteristics mentioned in the same ayah. <inaudible> Allah subhanahu wa taala speaks of the first characteristic of the libas as yuari. Allah subhanahu wa taala has said, "Yuari soatikum." The first thing that the libas, has... sorry about, the first thing that the libas, the first characteristic of the libas, the first characteristic of the libas, Allah subhanahu wa taala has said that yuari soatikum. It conceals and it covers your soat. The word sawat. Is the plural of soa. Right? So, what are we studying? We're studying the characteristics found in the divas. The divas is compared to the garment, and those very same characteristics must be found in me and a, as a husband and must be found in my partner as, as a wife. wife. So, the first characteristic, Allah subhanahu that, ta'ala, divas, then it covers, what does it do? It conceals your soa. What is soa? Soa is any part of the body that you are embarrassed about. A part of the body that you would not want others to see, you want it to remain concealed. And you try your level best as to conceal it. So there might be some blemishes on the body. The private organs is a sew-up. Some of us might have multiple phones, And the libas is my best friend to help me cover it up. Okay, so the libas, the first characteristic of the libas that I put on, is it conceals the faults that are found on my body. And you are a libas for your wife, and your wife is a libas for you. She will have imperfections. She does have weaknesses. There are shortcomings. Your duty as the libas, and you don't have to tell the libas to do it, it's a natural quality found in the libas. That's what the libas does, whether the libas likes it or not. The libas covers the faults, the libas covers the imperfections, the libas covers the weakness. Your duty as the husband, and your responsibility as the wife is to conceal, cover, and to hide the imperfections and the shortcomings that your wife and that your husband possesses. You will not go to your parents' home and speak about the imperfections that she has in her, the shortcomings that she has within her, the weaknesses that she may have. She will not go to her parents' home. She will not go to her friends. She will not turn to social media. To speak about the imperfections and the weaknesses that her husband has within him because she's a libaa and you are her libar. There's a reason why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has called you the libar. Because you are going to conceal the imperfections that she has within her, just as much as she will do the same for you. Say, why is it? You know, the weakness that you see in the next person should remind you of your own weakness. The imperfection you see in the next person should remind you of your own imperfections. Why are we so quick, so eager to point out the imperfection? perfection of the next person. Today were so on social media we are so eager and we are so quick to broadcast to post to repost to like to tweet to retweet the weaknesses, the faults the imperfections the accusations laid against others allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the quran la yamsibum min yamini wa al-shimal allah subhanahu wa ta'ala I wish you could understand this in Arabic, the Arabic students, and Allah make us from them, they'll appreciate this. إِذْ يَتَلَقَّ الْمُتَنَقِّيَانِ Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala says, you have two mutanqiyan. What's a mutalqiyan? Ay mutalqin, muta- Allah referring to the two angels, right? The one you have on the right and the one you have on the left. Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala did not say, إِذْ al-katiban. When the two recorders record, Allah did not say, إِذْ سَجَّلَ الْمُسَجِّلَانِ Allah says, al Allah uses the term mutalqi for the angel on the right and mutalqi for the angel on the left. you know who's a mutalaki? The mutalaki the is the one who does not miss anything. They receive every single thing that comes out of the mouth. And today we have two tongues. We have the physical tongue that is in our mouth and then we have the digital tongue. Again, wallah, I cannot explain this the way Allah has expressed it in Arabic. We spoke about Ma' this morning, after the fajr Salah. Ma'ad denotes comprehensiveness. It covers everything. Ma'yalfil. Allah did not say Maya Pulum in Paul. Or Ma'ay tahdias mean hadith. Allah says Mayalfil. Yalfib means even the sound. The hot, hot air that you blow out when you are frustrated. Imam Hassan al-Basri, or Mujahid Rabbi Rahimahullah, he says, حتى أمين المريء. So the sound that you make when you are in pain, even that sound, when it comes out of the mouth, it is immediately recorded. Immediately and instantly recorded by the two angels. Allah describes them as Raqeed. Raqeed. They are doing nothing else but monitoring and waiting for you after anything that comes out of the Mahdi record. Very often you see something posted on social media and you ask yourself the question, Ya Allah, this person on the day of qiyamah, how are you going to prove that?
0: Illa
1: every single post or tweet or lie, how are you going to prove it on the day of qiyam when you stand before Allah? When he heard of the destructive nature of the tongue, he was amazed and he was surprised. He says, Ya yeah, Rasulullah, the tongue, and again, today you have the digital tongue, the tongue is so destructive. Rasulullah sallallahu says, wa sallam says, There will be people who will be flung into Jahannam, in the fire of Jahannam, only because of their utterances. No so other crime. Only because of the utterances, what the tongue harvested because the tongue harvests what's in the heart. So the nibas, the nibas, what's the duty and the responsibility of the nibas? You as the husband, cover up the force. She has weakness. That's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uses this metaphor. The second characteristic of the nibas. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says the nibas is rish. What is rish? Adorns you, right? It beautifies you. It makes you look good. I remember some years ago, I was out with some brothers and we were having like an informal session after the Isha Salah. And the one brother asked, he said, if I come out of the shower, can I stand in front of the mirror and admire you myself? That said, Is there something worth admiring, why not? No, don't. So what does the libas do? It finds you, it. It makes you look good. So while it conceals the faults and the weaknesses that you have, it makes you look good. You speak about the good of your wife. And the wife will speak about the good of the husband. When she meets her friend, when she meets her family, She's a rich. She'll only say good things about the husband. The husband will only say good things about the wife. And there's khair in every believer. Rasulullah sallallahu says, "Wafi kullin خَيْرِ Let us learn. Let us learn to focus on the khair. Look at the good. Rabbi Sassan says, as we, as a believer may be, there's khair, there's good in that believer. Focus on the good. Focus on the khair. Look at the positive. You will live a happy life. You will be content when you do that. The very first recipient, the very first recipient of the benefit of doing that is you yourself. You will be satisfied and your heart will be filled with contentment. So that's the second characteristic of the ribas. Rasul only spoke good about Khadija because he understood he is the ribas of Khadija. Even after her demise, he would only speak good about her and he would praise her all the time. Inni sallallahu kubbaha. Rasulul says, I've been nourished with the love. But my love was The third characteristic, there are many. Time is not on our side. The third characteristic mentioned in the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, "Wasarabil sarabir taqir In that ayah Allah refers to the nibaz as sarabir. Sarabir means garments. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says He has blessed you with garments. Why? Taqir kumul Because the garments protect you against the heat. So the second characteristic found in the nibaz, in the garment that you and I wear. Is it is a protective gear. It protects you against the hard condition, the harsh conditions of the climate. And you are a libaz for your wife. So you are her protective gear. Number one, you conceal her faults just as the libaz conceals the many blemishes and faults that you have. Number two, you purify her just as the libas purifies her. You speak about the good that she has within her. Number three, you are her protective gear. And she is your protective dear. Yeah. What is the first thing that you are going to protect her against, and she will protect you against, is falling in the disobedience of Allah. The primary objective of the relationship you share with the next person. Whether it is your wife, whether it is your husband, your son, or your daughter, the primary objective of the relationship is to introduce that person to Allah. That's the primary objective. When you Embark upon this journey, our young man who's getting married this afternoon, and many others around the world. You are embarking on this journey, you are boarding this vehicle. It's a super, super luxury vehicle, inshallah. First thing you do as a couple, as a husband and wife, is you in your destination. Commonality in purpose. Both must be heading in the same direction. Our destination is Jannah. We're going to help each other, one another, get to Jannah. And make it known. Both need to know what's the objective of this journey that we are undertaking. If I haven't yet already set that objective, which is the primary objective by the way of the relationship we share with the next person, yes, there are secondary objectives, there are the academic needs, and there are the psychological needs, and emotional needs, the physical needs, and so on and so forth. Primary objective, why Allah is putting this person in my life? Why did Allah put me in the life of that person? Why do I have a son? Why do I have a daughter? Why do I have a spouse? primary objective You're going to help that person find Allah. And that person is going to help you find Allah. So when you board a vehicle, destination of be Jannah. Yes, along the way, the husband might feel like deviating the wife will pull him back. Hold on. We have a destination. At times the wife might feel like or deviating from that, that path that leads the two of you to paradise. Your duty as the husband, you're the protector here, right? So you have to just make sure that she's protected. She does not fall into the disobedience of Allah. Along the way, there are passengers that are going to board the deer. Allah will bless you with a son, Allah will bless you with a daughter. If the two of you have already chosen your destination, Alhamdulillah, the children and the destination has already been set. The route has already been has already been decided. says, Every child comes into this world in an uninfluenced way your state of Islam. The parents are the number one influencer. You are the number one influencer in the life of your child. Your child will end up wherever you have decided to go. You set the destination. You and the mother of the child, the two of you set the destination. When they eventually board that vehicle, the whole family is moving in one direction. What a beautiful journey. You have. What an amazing journey you will have. But if one is moving in one direction and the other in the opposite direction, that is going to be an unpleasant drive. You can't have two people boarded in the same vehicle wanting to go in opposite directions. Subhanahu right wa ta'ala, call
0: upon an over them. بسم الله نحمده ونستعينه ونستولى نتوكل ونعوذ بالله من وسيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له لا. لا اله لا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان سيدنا ومولانا محمد عبده ورسوله صلى الله تعالى عليه وعلى اله واصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم واحدا وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارحام الله كان عليكم رقيبا وقال تعالى يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حقا لا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون وقال تعالى <تصفيق> يا أيها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا. يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم النتاق من سنة وقال ومن رغب عن سنتي فليس كما قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم